Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. This is Gresh and Fourier. Tatum gives it up. Horford comes up shy. And the Knicks beat the Celtics. 131-129. You guys are starting to hit like some struggles here. What's the level of concern as far as the timing of this? Zero. And Andy Gresh. Hey, it's Lou. Three balls, two strikes, two out. Runners will be moving. Ork delivers. Swing and a miss, and it's over. Red Sox remain undefeated. They beat the Marlins 4-1. to one. They won six and tied three. Well, it's always great to have you here, Lou. Christian Fourier. Final seconds, and Boston has won 10 in a row. For the fifth longest winning streak in club history, the mark is 14. Hockey talk, hockey talkie talkie, hockey talk, because we like to talk some hockey. And hockey talk is good, talkie hockey, hockey, hockey talk, we're gonna talk about some hockey. Gresh and Fourier, right now. Who is it, uh... Pazuti, what's the dude's name? Uh, prosciutto, what's the dude's name? What? Prosciutto. It's sticking. Yeah. That's sticking. Yeah. What a moron. Shut up, Dale. On WEEI. Oh, how you doing, everybody? It's the Gresh Fourier Show. Gresh is uh, on his way back from Vegas. He'll be here tomorrow starting at 10 a.m. as we uh, air our show live from the Arbeck Center. Uh, in his stay is uh, one Lou Merloni. Lou, how you doing? I'm good, Foyer. How you doing, pal? I'm good. Uh, how happy are you right now? Just real, just a quick update, right? So, Nervous. So the Red Sox have a game. Uh, who I don't even know who they're playing. Detroit. Uh, they're playing at Detroit uh, and the Detroit, the Detroit, Detroit Tigers. And uh, Chris Sale is pitching. Yep. Uh, we talked about Chris earlier in the show. Uh, as far as this is his first time he's pitched since he broke his finger. Remember that? He, so he took a line drive to his pinky or in something game, like that yep. in the game, game yep, and yep. you haven't seen him since. He's fallen off bikes. He's tripped over his own shoelaces. The dude has just been just hurt left and right. So he's actually starting. It's, yeah, it, You know what? Honestly, what are we thinking? Like, I don't know how many he's going. I haven't seen anything, whether it's going to be trying to get two out of him or not. I think everybody, it's just simple. I just want him walking off the field without a trainer. Like, that's it. Just get through it. You know, the stuff I think will be there, maybe a little bit wild or, you know, fastball command, whatever. It's on. It's on Ness. I'm checking it out, but, you know, looking in the background. But just be healthy and just sort of build. He hasn't had a normal camp since 2019. You know, and really, even even 2018, if you remember the World Series year, there's a reason why he was out of the pen. It was a little bit, ah, something wrong with him at the end of those, in that September. Remember in the playoffs? Yep. So, Really, it's been a while since he's had a regular offseason or a regular spring training, and here we are right now. Just walk off the field, feel good really, about your first outing, and that, and just keep going forward. That is that is about as, as uh, basic as you can call it, right? Yeah. Hey, listen, I just want you to walk off the field. But a lot of these guys, I feel the same way. Like, Kluber, like, just walk off the field. Just on your own. Beautiful. Paxton couldn't do it the other day. When these other guys get out there, just be healthy, and we'll fine-tune some stuff as we get deeper into this. I, I think it's amazing, though, to be honest with you, that – when camp starts, when training camp starts, 
You're all like it's it's not like you're running into somebody. Like you should come in shape. You should come ready to go. You shouldn't be if somebody pulls a hamstring. If somebody has a grade one hamstring strain, it's usually because something else isn't firing the right way. Like your hamstrings, like always the the, lat, the first thing to go. Right? I don't know if you had that experience. Your hamstring goes. It doesn't mean you have a bad hamstring. It means you're compensating for something else. Well, it's weird because you know every year too is like you know a, a camp injury, right? Obliques were big a few years ago. People building up core next, you know, they pull my oblique or groin pulls, whatever. This year it seems to be hammy because it's not just Paxton. It was a couple other kids. A kid Wally Abreu, the young kid, the other day he tweaked one yesterday. Connor Wong tweaked one a few days ago. So it's like a hammy issue going around. But with him. It's just simple. Let me get my first look. This isn't the first time he's ever thrown a baseball. Okay, He's been throwing bullpens. He's been throwing live. He's gotten through it okay. Nothing's really changed other than maybe a little bit more adrenaline because now you're in So, uh, So be honest. How crazy is this going to make you? Because the, the TV that we have in the studio goes in and out, and then it freezes. Yeah, and it looks so, like there was some kind of violation. I don't know who it was on, and I'm like losing the signal, and I'm losing my mind. I think it's two and two. I don't know if Sale took too much time. I have no idea, but hopefully they can stay through it and watch me see the slider swing and miss. So okay, so if he gets, so if he gets, we'll, okay, we'll update you as we go. Oh, so no, though. Here's the violation right here. So the violation's on him. Clock ran out. Right. So he took too much. He took too much time. There's nobody on base. First hitter on camp. Clock violation. This is, on Chris Sale. Isn't that kind of? Isn't he, aren't you amazed by that? He'll figure. Why it out. wouldn't you just throw it? Just throw it. Why would you, if you know the clock is is you know winding down, why would you hold it for two seconds past? Now that, you know because he's right? not aware of the clock. Well, can't, why inning. can't he see the clock? I mean, he's practiced this. Like if if and the other is a sport, you would the first thing you would do when you walk out in the field, yeah. is identify where the clocks are. Wouldn't that be the first thing that you would do? Where's the play clock? Where's the pitch clock? I yeah, but I kind of wonder if like he's out in the mind. He's got other things. He just you know he's trying to get through his. You know, mechanics, he's trying to feel good. He's, he's out there. He hasn't pitched in a while. Like, so he's probably got his mind on different things. The next thing you know, in the first hitter, there goes the 15-second clock, you're done. A little change-up, soft one away, base hit, first hitter. See, I wouldn't think that he would, would be uh, affected by this at all. I never thought that he worked Adrenaline. slow. Well, yeah, I feel like he's... He won't. I don't think he will. It won't, it won't affect him one bit, I don't think. A lot of these guys. It's his first time doing it. You know, they, they do it in the back, with you know, throwing bullpens, but it's different. You're throwing a bullpen. You know, whatever. Here comes a fastball. It takes, you know, how long does that take? You tell, you don't even look at the shaking off pitches. So you'll adjust. I'm not worried. All right, about so that. we'll fill you in on how this goes with Sale. We want to make, we will make sure everybody knows uh, if uh, Chris Sale actually makes his way off the mound or not after this first inning. But real quickly, let's talk about the weekend, Lou. Uh, let's, let's go to the Bruins first because they beat the Rangers Saturday, four to two, for their tenth straight win. So they're now a forty nine eight and five. I mean, they're just. Listen, it's, it's it's almost like getting boring talking about them because they're so good. But the real story of the weekend was the Celtics yep. and how poorly they performed Friday night against uh, the Nets and then, of course, Saturday night against uh, the Knicks because they blew a 28-point lead on Friday night to the Nets and they lost uh, 115-105. Then you think, okay, have a day off, come back Saturday night, nationally televised game, maybe get some redemption. And they lose to the Knicks in double overtime, 131-129. They did have a chance to win it in double overtime. Here's how it sounded. Tatum gives it up. Crawford comes up shy. And the Knicks beat the Celtics. 131-129. So they have now lost three of their last four and are a game and a half, uh, a game and a half behind the Bucks uh, in the Eastern Conference standings. And it's funny, even the more I hear this, Lou, I know there's a lot to unpack uh, on this. Why did Al Horford take the last shot? They were down by two. Tatum had been driving to the basket at least uh, made you know, the right play the, the, though. 
Well, you did he though? Well, Holford's been. I mean, listen, last time we were sitting there talking to the Patriots, and I was on the radio. I mean, the Celtics, and I was on the radio, and Holford couldn't hit a three to save his life. You know, it was like, okay, he's too old; he can't shoot threes. Well, he's been better, especially at that spot. So Tatum giving it up. Okay, whatever. It's the right play. He just missed a shot. He's been pretty good. Okay, there. so I shouldn't. I shouldn't dig into that because well, I sit there. It's the whole. Hey, I want to be the guy that has the ball and dictates terms. I want to be the guy that uh, that that helps us win or lose. I don't want to put the ball in somebody else's hand. So yeah, he obviously made the right, right play because Horford was open. He loves that spot. He's pretty consistent at that spot. But unfortunately, he missed it, and they ended up losing 131-129. But I feel like there's a bigger picture here mm-hmm. when it comes to the Celtics overall, and I feel like you have your thoughts on that. My Listen, I, I'm i not panicking on this team. I feel like every very good team in the NBA, and I still think they're you know top two team in the East and maybe top three team in all of basketball, sometimes finds, finds these, themselves in these little ruts this time of year. You know, whether it is post-trade deadline, post-all-star break, just, you know, you sort of 15, 20 games left in the season. You kind of hit this little lull. You're not playing well. And we ask the question, is something wrong with the Cavaliers? Is something wrong with the Lakers? Is something wrong with the Heat? They've been doing it for years with LeBron's team. Is there something wrong with the Celtics? I'm not ready to go there in this little small picture that we've seen here recently. Last year when they lost the NBA Finals, I remember being on the radio being like, unfortunately for all these guys, unfortunately for Jason Tatum, what he looked like in the NBA Finals, he will not be able to go out there and get redemption until the playoffs next year. Like the regular season, you hope they continue, play at a high level, he elevates his game, but really, no matter what the regular season looks like, even if it was an MVP season from Tatum and this Boston Celtics team, if they were the number one seed, we're all going to judge them on what they look like in the postseason. And I am still there. I'm not panicking on this team yet. They got to get whole, they got to get right. You know, Rob Williams, Brogdon, and then it's just, we're going to judge them in the postseason. And we're going to judge Joe Missoula, by the way the head coach in the postseason, because that's when coaching matters with the adjustments. See, I, I do think uh, there's a bigger issue here about uh, respect. And I feel like it wasn't – I didn't hear it post-game um, last night against the Knicks. I heard it post-game when the Celtics lost um, to the Nets, 115-105, had that big 28-point lead, just let it evaporate. But here was Joe Mazzula uh, talking after the game – uh, about the Celtics. We definitely have a respect for the opponent because we were up 28, so I think we definitely respected them. I don't think most guys realize the potency of runs in the NBA in the first half. When you hear that, Lou, like what what comes to your mind? Well, so, so you know, they, they don't respect time, the potency of runs. Like, I mean, it's not like these guys are all rookies, for God's sakes. When Al Horford doesn't realize the game's, you know, NBA is a league of run, you know, it's a game of runs, you know, like, or is it just saying, like, we – Jumped out to that big league just because we got hot. It's just a typical run. We had to know that they were coming back. And it seems like our guys forgot that the NBA was made of runs. Like, that's what all the NBA is. No, it's just, I don't know. I didn't like that comment at all from him because these guys have been around the league long enough. You know, oh, yeah, we respect the opponent, but we didn't realize a run was coming. Was it their first year in the league? See, for me, Lou, this is a very troubling sign. Okay, because to me, this is him just saying, I don't, re- the, like, the Celtics don't respect the, doesn't, they don't respect the other team's ability to come back. So it means they're arrogant. Yeah. To me, I hear arrogance. To me, I hear stuck up, conceited. I'm better than everybody. I've already arrived. The job's already done. I'm here to tell you that it isn't the case. 
We're going to get more into this. If you have an issue, if you have a problem with the way the Celtics ended this game, really the last three of the four games, that's really the issue right now. Losing a 28-point lead, losing a 14-point lead last night to the Knicks. Are the Celtics arrogant? Are they an arrogant basketball team? (laughs) We'll take your calls at 617-779-7937. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Watch us. Love us. Just follow WEEI on Twitch. Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. All right, back here, uh, Gresham Fourier, WEEI. Uh, quick update. Two updates, actually. Um, one is a real scary oh. moment. You want to do that one first because it really just happened. Justin Turner was uh, oh, at bat, and he just took a line drive right to the face. and no, turf pitch. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. Pitch, pitch right to the face. Oh, do we have this? Okay, so this is uh, who's calling the game right now? Oh, I believe it's Joe and Will. Okay, Joe and Will. Will. All right, here you go. Manning is 25 years old. The right-hander for the Tigers throws a 2-1 pitch, and that hits him on the helmet. Turner is down. You just hold your breath. Here comes Alex Cora, Brandon Henry, right on the back of the head. Turner is motionless and down. When he fell, it looked like it totally stunned him. In fact, his arms were kind of crossed in an X across his chest, and he is still in a heap out in front of the plate. You do see some leg movement for Turner. Brandon Henry working on his lower half. He and Anthony Sarundalo are going to try to turn him over. Turner now covering his face with his... Yeah, no, he's... I mean, listen, he got hit. He's wearing his glasses. He got hit in the face. Matt Manning, a righty from the Tigers, hit him. The glasses came flying off, and he's leaking right away. I mean, the towels see, came out. That. He's bleeding. The towels came out. He looks like he's kind of out, hitting the know, out of it, walking off that field with the trainer. So it's... It's a scary moment. I don't know what's going to happen. Hopefully, if it's are there broken bones involved, or did he just kind of take it off the nose? I, I don't know. But that was a scary moment there, and not a good thing here at all. On a day we sort of just trying to watch Chris Sale throw, who by the way looked really good in the first inning. You come out here in the second, and with two guys on in the first and nobody out, the guy drills turning right in the face. Not good. Yeah, not good. So we'll wait, get some more details. No, uh, yeah, we will. Um... So, obviously, you know, we'll monitor that if we have any news or anything comes up on Twitter. Like, we'll let you guys know. But uh, real quickly, I want to get back to the Celtics in just a second. But so, sales first inning. Yeah. Uh, what'd you see? What'd you think? Uh, I saw 94 to 95, and he humped up to 96 for a strikeout in the last hitter. So, velocity was there. Slider looked good. There was contact on it. Changeup was good. There was bad contact on that. But just the fact that you see the guy dial up 96 and blow a by guy in the first. 
Good. I don't know if his plan is to throw another inning or not. Obviously, the plan, obviously, make sure he feels okay tomorrow, but this is where you're at. And he looked really good in the first. Ooh, that, that Turner hit really kind of shakes that, you a little yeah, bit, right? Because you time. did get hit in the head, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, not in the face like that. More like off like the tempo, off the helmet. This kind of was more it was by the face, like the nose. Well, I would think in that area. it would be if if he's gushing blood. It's not like uh, like some sort of laceration. No. It's he's wearing something... glasses. Those came flying off. So I know what that's like. That's scary. Yeah, you do. <laughs> that was scary. I wasn't. I didn't lose an eye, but that is. We'll monitor it again. But back to the Celtics, real quick. Man. If you see anything, we'll let you know. Um, you know, we were talking about this. What I think is like this whole mentality. I want to let you hear Al Horford post game um, after that loss to the Knicks. And if you listen to him, he kind of echoes what. Uh, Missoula was saying Friday night after they lost to the Nets. We're not, you know, locking in as as much as we need to. This is the second time that we kind of have have a lead. Uh, we feel good about it. A team makes a run, and um, we just kind of let them back in the game. You know, throughout the season, you're gonna ha- you're gonna have adversity. Um, you know, we've played pretty good basketball most of the year, and this is a time where you you know you tighten up you fix some of these things some of these issues or it goes the other way so i look at that right there there's a there's a veteran player who is echoing and almost warning the team in in, in a way about like the way they're conducting their business mm-hmm. you're up 28 points and you go all you have to do is go back to that nets game lou they're up 28 points and they i just felt like they got lazy they got careless they got a little conceited, you know. They got they just were not playing defense anymore, and that was a twenty eight point lead in the first quarter. That's this is the NBA. This isn't your you know your local rec team. That's nothing. That the, the Nets were fully aware of the circumstances that they had put themselves in, but they also knew they had three quarters, and just like that, they take the lead. Like the point swing was something I had never seen before. It was an amazing. They played terrible. They got a little full of themselves, and then they cough up uh, a game where they really should have won. See, to me, all of this sort of goes back to, and I know it's been a while, but obviously I haven't talked in a while either, is like naming Joe Mazzullo the head coach, giving him that three-year extension. I know you can get rid of him whenever you want, but coaching does matter. And, and, and maybe not so much in the NBA. If you got the stars, you're going to win more. But when you get to the playoffs and you start needing to make adjustments within a series, coaching does matter in this league. And it's just... We don't. Do we really know? I'll have all the answers on Joe Missoula. Like even like last night, I think it was at the end of the first regulation or the first overtime when tie ball game, thirteen seconds left. Do we call a timeout? No, of course we don't call a timeout. Like you know, I would like to know if Joe Missoula is a guy that can call a timeout with thirteen seconds to go and actually put a play together that gets a guy a wide open look. That's that's a little thing that you sort of put you know, you know, in a little check the box off for some of these great coaches in the NBA. Coming out of place, coming out of timeouts. We don't know because he doesn't call them. He called one at the end of that second regulation basically because there was miscommunication and it was chaos, so he's like, all right, I'll call one. But it's like, I don't really know about this guy right now. And part of me wonders if somebody like Ime Odoka might sit there at the podium after that game last night and say, yeah, it's not okay. No, we think we can, we're at the point where we think we can just roll the balls out and get away from what we're doing to be great again. Like, what, we've accomplished something? What have we accomplished? You know, I feel like there would have been some tough love from Ime. I don't know if this guy has that in him. Well, you know, I'll tell you what. He, he's not scared. He's not nervous. He's not uh, pressing the panic button because here he is asked if he was uh, you know, nervous about the way things went. Joe, 17 games left in the regular season. Um, trending. The, the competition is trending up. Um, and you guys are starting to hit like some struggles here. 
what's the level of concern as far as the timing of this? Zero. And so what do you think you need to do to pull out of this? And, and is, is seating first, That's second it. That's at this it. point? That's it. The answer zero. is zero. Are you worried? He didn't even let him. Uh, that was uh, Corrales, I think. Um, um, the answer is zero. Zero worry whatsoever. I'm not worried whatsoever. I feel like it's a trend. I do feel like it's a trend because when when they do lose these games, it's like it's like the same thing that was going on last year when they were eighteen and twenty one, and suddenly they had this team meeting that wasn't a team meeting. Like they're fu- finally jumping into the into the competition by like deciding that okay, we're going to establish our roles. There's going to be a pecking order. We're going to play good basketball. We're not going to play hero ball. We're not going to be careless defensively. We're not going to just assume that we won until we actually do. That, to me, is a problem. Yeah, well, I mean, like last year, again, you know, it's like, well, give the kid his first chance, right? Give, give Missoula some time. Well, last year, after the first couple of months, two or three months, we sat there and said, who, Ime Odoka, what are we doing here? Like, nothing has changed. And then all of a sudden, this time last year, we're like, okay, you know what? It did change. It just took him a little bit of time to break some habits. But you knew from day one. The day he got hired, he was ripping the team from last year with Brad Stevens sitting right next to him. If you remember that introductory press coverage, he's like, you know, Brad, don't take this the wrong way, but... You know, we didn't play basketball right last year. We didn't do this right. We didn't do that right. Your team didn't do this. Your team didn't do that. Like, right out of the gate, he was, like, setting the tone. Now, it took a couple of months, but by this time last year, he had them locked in. They were playing good basketball. With this guy, I don't know. I don't know what the private conversations are like. You know, I don't know if he's digging into Jason Tatum or he's afraid to even talk to him because he's such a superstar now. I don't know if he's digging into Marcus Smart or he's afraid to get his ass chewed out by Marcus Smart. I have no idea. But when things aren't going well and, and you start falling into some bad habits to have zero concern, well, I hope privately maybe he gets on him a little bit for thinking that, you know, you get a 20-point lead, we can just coast. Because you know what? We're that good. See, I don't know if you knew this or not, but we were in the NBA Finals. Oh, and that's Tatum, right. Did you hey, know that we had us. the All-Star Game MVP? Dude, don't worry about it. We, are, we have two All-Stars. Jalen's an All-Star, too. I don't know if you knew that or not. We also have the Defensive Player of the Year. Dude, we are loaded. You know, is there anybody that sit there to check these guys or no? Well, I, I do think that the East, suddenly the East looks a little bit more challenging than it did maybe a week and a half ago. The Knicks with a nine-game winning streak. The Bucks obviously being where they are. Um, Cleveland, you got Cleveland tonight. And, and we were talking about, like, who's even playing tonight? Do you have the injury report as far as who's playing, yeah. who's not playing? I know they, you know, it's a back-to-back. A lot of those guys played a lot of minutes last night. And if you go back to well, Friday. It looks like Brogdon and Smart are off the injury report. So it looks like you might see those guys, you know, tonight. Okay, no big deal. But Horford and Tatum are on it, and they're going to be out. I think Tatum, they list as that left knee contusion, whatever it is, and back for Horford. So no Tatum, no Horford. It looks like you get Brogdon and Smart back. I don't know if Billy Laney wants to change his pick or not, but he still got the Celtics at the moment. Are we, are we, how locked in are we on those picks? Uh, is it uh, Can you change up until the show is over, or do you have to, once you make it, you're stuck with it's it? your show. Once the segment's over, it's written in stone. All right, well, there's Billy. He's a, he, he makes all the rules. I just follow his lead. Let's get to some of the people real quick. If you want to get in on this real quick, we have about, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes left. 617-779-7937. Let's go to Brendan in Springfield. Uh, Brendan, what's up? MFers! What's up? <laughs> what's up, Lou? How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good. Hey, I don't know. I don't know why they extended this guy from the beginning of the year. I mean, he's kind of a just a douche, anyways. When he, do you, do you remember when Abby said, just like he did the Corrales, what does this mean for you for being the head coach of the All Star game? And immediately, nothing. Like it doesn't matter. I'm above this. I'm such a great coach. He carries time timeouts with him, like he's going to take him home and feed him to his dog. He has no command of the players. He's doing 
somersaults in the locker room like he's a kid. This guy sucks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> he's well, a tough guy to figure out, though, right? The eyes, the chewing the gum, the lack of timeouts. The, um, I don't know. He's, he's very short with the media. He's, he's, he got rid of the gum. I know he got rid of it, but it's like, you know, it's, I don't know. I feel like, don't you, th- he's new. Well, and I, the, I will the tell way you. The he talks that, to the media, you're sort of like, okay, just, just, he, can well, you just he, talk he, to those guys a little bit more. I don't know who the hell you think you are. You haven't accomplished anything yet. But, and I think you that's a great it. team. It's like, but, it's, you haven't won anything yet. So you would think you would naturally be, you know, approachable, easygoing. You wouldn't have this mini Hardo vibe going on with the media, even if it's, hey, you were, no, not at all. Yeah. I do think that's, and that that just listen. What do you think is going to sound like if they actually win it? If this is what it's like when they're just good, but they really haven't, you know, they're on their way. What do you think it's going to look like when they actually win it? Let's go to Michael in Framingham. Michael, you're on with uh, on the Gresham Fourier show uh, with Lou. Hey guys, uh, three quick three three quick points. Number one, it's not just the team, but the media uh, overrates them. Uh, this team is not a dynastic team. This team is now one of the great teams over the last 40 years. Uh, part of the problem this year is that the defense has fallen apart. Part of it is that Williams isn't playing anywhere near where he played, but they haven't locked in on defense. Mike, Everyone real, goes real right. quick, I'm sorry, I just want to cut Go one ahead. thing, because I haven't really been in this like you know platform for a while. Has the media the last couple of months called them one, like, one of the best teams of the last decade or something, like you were saying? Has the media actually said that? Uh, uh, Every, every time they lose, I hear someone on, on the radio or television say they lost to a lesser team. They're a better team. If they just were concentrated at this and that, they would have won the game. So the players are overrated. There's a million players as good as Brown around the league. Every team has a, a player as good as Brown around the league. There's lots of teams. The Knicks outplayed them offensively. The Nets outplayed them offensively. Uh, L.A., all, all of these teams outplayed them offensively. Well, do you think that the Celtics are a better team, talent-wise, than the Nets? No, I don't think I don't think, you think the I Nets think right they, now are just as talented as the Celtics right now. When they, when, when, they play, when they play all of these teams, yep. okay, all of these teams uh, run them ragged offensively. The Knicks made them look like they were, <laughs> they were in cement, okay? They went right by Horford, right by Muscala, right by all the guys. All of these teams play offensively well against the Celtics because the Celtics no longer have a lockdown defense. Okay, thank you. Okay, all- okay thank you, Mike. Yeah, I know. It's, we don't have a lot of time, but here's what I'll say. Uh, they started playing defense last night when they needed to play defense. They were getting steals. They were breaking up passes, but they were, they were doing stupid stuff themselves. When they did, my, That is part of my problem with the way things have been going. When you get lackadaisical, when you get complacent, when you get leads, you think like Julius Randle is not going to like yeah, just going to give up. I yeah, mean, yeah. I, and, I, and Brunson didn't even play in this game. Well, I feel like that caller is like I don't know is in his own world because I don't th- I don't see anybody in the media saying the things about this team that he is accusing them of saying. They they are this dynastic team like that they're a dynasty. Who, show me what people are talking about that. No, and if you don't think that talent wise they are better than the Brooklyn Nets, then I can't have a conversation with you right now. Because they are. The question is, do you believe that they can turn, flip the switch? Remember last year we were talking about, is this team mature enough? Well, even going into the year, was one year with Ime enough for them maturity-wise to be like, okay, now they got to figure it out? Because they obviously needed Ime to turn the corner. And we said, well, without Ime, year two, are they mature enough? I think people felt like, okay, maybe they are. I don't. Do you think that they are? Like, come playoff time? Well, they're actually going to appreciate every single possession like they should so they don't blow a game like they have the last couple? Like well, they've learned their lesson from last year? 
because I, I do think regular season basketball is different than playoff basketball. Are you a, um, are you a, a seating matters? Or are you a health matters guy? Health. Like, if I had to choose one of the two, it's health. I'd rather be healthy and try to win game seven against Milwaukee than be without you know uh, Marcus Smart or be without Rob Williams or be without Al Horford with home court or, or have like these guys just grinding out 36, 38 minutes to try to get a number one seed and just be tired. And, you know, when they make a deep run, this is for a championship. This isn't for to get to the Eastern Conference Finals anymore. So when you get to the finals like they were last year, I think mentally, physically grinded and just worn out, I don't want that happening again. Yes, yeah, I, I look at it as it's not like they're th- they're all 35 years old. Like as far as the two guys right now that you're definitely going to have to kind of monitor is obviously Rob Williams. So that's more health-related situations. Mm-hmm. And the other guy is Al Horford. Other, other, other than that, none of these guys should be looking for some sort of break. Some sort keep of an like, eye on Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart. Every, I know. Like, but I feel like the last three years, those two have come into the postseason. One of them's either hurt, nicked up, banged up, misses games. Like I still want to keep an eye on those two too. I don't want to grind. I mean, them. Do you think you're that much better than the Bucks to 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 and you and that means you're willing to risk giving up home court advantage? Game seven, Eastern Conference Finals. Hey, you know because like, hey, Jalen Brown said his knee was kind of bothering him. I feel like that's. I just feel like that's dangerous. Milwaukee's getting a lot better. Everybody's getting a lot of confidence. The Knicks are getting confidence. The Knicks have beaten you three straight times. The Knicks ain't beating your ass in the playoffs. No. I don't care if you're healthy. You're walking through the Knicks. Maybe you know whatever they'll give you. Win a couple of games. But if you're worried about the Knicks, then you don't. I mean, then you just you don't think this team's very good. When they're full, when they're right, when they're healthy, they're gonna walk through the Knicks. Playoffs, basketball, regular season, whatever. Playoff time, they better walk through that team. Okay, so uh, Chris Sale is, is back on the mound That's for good. the start of the second inning, correct? Yep, two outs here. He's at, what, 28 pitches, just gave up a knock. Why is it every time that I actually left. turn up to the, look up to the TV like he's getting hit? But it's no big deal, right? So he's at, what, 29 pitches right now. He'll probably finish this inning is what we're kind of assuming, right? Yeah, my guess is second outing 35 is a really good number. Uh, probably like one more hitter. I don't know if the guy walks or gets on. Maybe they go to somebody else. They have a number in mind. They probably won't let him get to 45 pitches, but still 35 to 40. Next outing, maybe it's 55, and then we kind of roll. Get three or four more to go. Yeah, so but the, so far, so good. Velocity's up. It's nice. And there's no uh, – why don't they put the pitch clock – I thought the pitch clock was going to be directly behind home plate. No. So when you're watching it on TV, you can actually see. And then I thought that Nesson was going to change. Hell, you work at Nesson now. What the <laughs> hell is going on with how when I'm watching a game on Nesson, am I going to be alerted like the NFL when there's 10 seconds Major, left? Yes. Is it gonna, how is it going to work? Yes. Major for me League as Baseball the did not want to put the pitch clock within the sight of a TV camera. So when they when you watch the game, they didn't want 20, 18, 17 taken. Like, the big digital the board right behind. They didn't want that. Well, that's so, ad space. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> yeah, and they just don't want that when you, your, your visual experience watching a game. So it's off to the sides of that. It won't be in the camera angle. But Nesson, it's like one of those, the pitch count. It had like 30, like on the, whatever they call it up there, and just well, that, that's constantly up there. When it does get to 10 seconds, you will see that on there. Whatever it's called. Well, graphic. you know what I just saw? Because the second inning, he just finished his second inning. Walked about off. 30 pitches. And what was he doing when he was walking off? Well, I, he I was did. smiling. Well, walked off without a trainer, which is the most important he, thing. Wow. Smiling, feeling good about it. Looks like sales probably done for the day. Beautiful. Okay, good. Well, Fantastic. You know what? And I think uh, that means that we're almost uh, done for the day. because Which is even more beautiful. Are You Done is next. Woo. W-E-E-I. W-E-E-I. New England Sports Original. 
listening to Gresh and Fourier on WEEI. Save us as a favorite on the Odyssey app. And take Boston Sports Original everywhere you go. Now, it's time for... Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? On Crash and Fourier. All right, it's been a good two days, Lou. You're heading sure off has. on Wednesday going to Florida. Uh, you back. can check on everybody. But right now, are you done? And uh, Billy, are you done? Yeah, pretty much. Just a quick birthday shout out. <laughs> Happy pretty 51st much. birthday to the best big man in the history of basketball and best pitch man, Shaquille O'Neal. He 51. is. I was going to say. What blows my mind is just I remember the uh, the first the first Shaq CD that came out. What do you mean the and first Shaq? Like his Shaq music? music? His rap? His rap you album? You remember Shaq's rap album in 92? No. Yeah, yeah. Like the first track was him being announced as the first pick. It was a good CD. His first really? CD wasn't that bad. There is, there is, wait, but it's just actually, one of those things that I just remembered. So he's not just some like random rapper that, you know, just some ex, like, you know, from some professional, uh, well, you know, athlete that is rapping and they really suck. He came out with a song with the Fushnickens. What's up, Doc? Can we rock? Oh, you that, that is, one? no, that is a good one. Yeah, so that's a good oh, song. Oh, that's, that that's was, an that original Shaq? No, no, no. That's with the Fushnickens. Oh, okay, okay. But then Shaq got drafted, came out with his own CD. And now so, that guy is just making way more money doing other things than he did playing. He in the is. League. Um, who would you compare him to? When I think about pitchmen, um, God, I think of like uh, I don't even know if there's anybody that George does, Foreman. That's the right, guy that's I'm what thinking I'm saying. Of. Like besides George Foreman, yeah. a more recognizable yeah. face. No, that's what you're saying. That's George right. Foreman. Um, I don't think there's. I don't no. even think there's a comp because he's literally all over my TV. No matter what channel I go to, right. there's pizza. There's it, copiers. There's yeah, there's pop, there's pup, there's pizza, there's ink. What's the little general thing he does? There's insurance. There's auto insurance. Yeah. There's uh, there's a ton of them. He so literally has a job where he just brings a bunch of shirts with him and they just throw them in front of a green screen. Gold she, bond. He does gold oh, bond. Oh, that's right. He, he goes gold hot. bond. The funny thing is, it's like it's it's like the image of him, right? Because I feel like he, he, he I think of him and Charles Barkley, kind of like with what they do. But I feel oh, like yeah. Charles is the better talker. Right. Like Shaq, when he talks, it's like no, it's just more of like the image of Shaq. Then it really, that's why he's well, on that's why This is always the videos of Shaq showing up at Walmart and just letting some kid go nuts and be like, all right, just bring it to the register and I'll pay for it. Oh, uh, here's what I was thinking of. Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Although, but no, Magic Johnson actually was was did more off the court. It was it was Starbucks, it was movie one. theaters, it wasn't actual commercials. OJ. OJ was definitely <laughs> one, yes, but he only had hurts. He only had really one main thing. He had a little issue with something, that yeah, guy. Yeah, he did, he did. Are you done? Are, I'm done. Are you done? Are you done? Are you done, Terp? I'm not done. Real quick, 23 years ago today, Roy uh, Ray Burke was traded. Ooh. Ray Bork was traded. Ray Burke. <laughs> it's been a long day. Ray Bork has was traded. Yes, yes, it has. Ray Bork oh. was traded 23 years ago today. Wow, 23 years. Holy shit. And what smokes. happened after he was traded? Won the, the cup, the cup and they had a parade for him. You know, since we're since Turk is, Turp is actually now you're having me do it. Since Turp is actually talking right now, so we were we, when we were doing the two former pros versus an average Joe, I said, "Hey, Turp." Grab this clip from Rocky One, okay? When uh, when uh, Rocky, you know, finds out that he's going to get a shot at the title, and I'm looking at him, I'm speaking to him, and I can tell he has no freaking clue what I'm talking about. Zero clue. You had zero. You've never seen Rocky. No, I haven't seen. God, I don't even understand. I feel like before you can even be on the show, you need to go back and. Are you working with? Are you with us tomorrow? I am. Well, you gave me something to do today. I did. You go need to go watch, watch Rocky. You That's need to watch do. it. It was like a whole marathon was on this weekend. I watched 
I watched uh, Rocky 1 to Rocky 4 on Sunday because I had nothing else to do. Rocky? One after the other after the other. How do you not watch Rocky? I don't. How do you not know that just... It, you know what? It's 1970. Here's the thing, too. It's on so much, you would have figured at some point he would have like left, flipped by and left it on. Yes! It's constantly on TV to the point where... There's no. There wasn't a time where he wasn't channel surfing, saw it, and then should have stopped. Is there? Is there a show? Is there a movie that comes on? Okay, we're not talking about cable. We're talking about like like TNT or something like that. When it comes on, if you're passing by, you will stop and watch it, even though it has commercials. Million of them. Give me one. Uh, Rocky one, Rocky two, Rocky three, Rocky four, Rocky. Oh my god, you go all through the Rockies. (laughs) I believe them all. There's a a ton of them. Tommy Boy, Jaws. Oh, Tommy Boy's one. Tommy Boy. You know what else? Can I give you two? Goodfellas and Casino, constantly yeah. running. Oh, Shawshank Redemption is uh, another problem, one. The problem is with Casino, if it's on regular TV, that's a six-hour day. Yeah. You six, don't appreciate like six, it as much. I'm going to put like Jaws, Ricky Bobby, Anchorman, those yes. guys. Yeah, any oh, yeah. Movie. Those have been on a loop. Like, Have you seen like any of the those movies, Terp? Jaws, I love Jaws. Oh, you've seen Jaws. Okay, it's a great so movie. So it's not like an age thing then. If he's old enough, if he's seen Jaws, yes, no that's my point. Rocky. He has something against Italian boxers, Lou. I don't know what the problem is. Are you done? Are, are you done? I'm done. Are you done? All right, so I'm not done. So Lou, uh, we believe in second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, tenth chances. Sometimes, yeah, right. And when I say that, who do you think I'm referring to? Um, Josh Gordon. Josh Gordon. <laughs> Listen, I had no idea Josh Gordon was actually still playing football, but he plays for uh, plays in the XFL and he plays for the Seattle Sea Dragons. So this weekend, Josh Gordon had six receptions, 118 yards, and two touchdowns. Two, two touchdowns. Uh, plus a 65-yard touchdown on fourth down to take the lead, which was awesome. Here's the clip. Go! Oh, go for it. Hot! Hot! Danucci takes a shot up field to Gordon. Gordon caught it. Gordon's backstepping. Gordon's going to score. How about Danucci? The guy's the quarterback's name is Danucci. Hey, oh, I'm going to throw you a bomb real hey, quick. Yo, Go hey. and catch it. Remember oh. we started a primetime game for the Cowboys? Yes. In 2020. Yes. The Nucci COVID did. season. Nucci. Yeah, Ben Nucci. Yeah. He was in the NFL. I think it was a Thursday night game. It was uh, he, he started some random Cowboys. game. Yeah, Absolutely. during the uh, COVID season. 100% he did. Yeah, Danucci. But you want Josh Gordon back here now? I'm just saying. Like, I mean, chances? why not? He does not look as nearly as fast as he used to do. used to be, obviously. But, I mean, listen, we're going to throw out all these different names. Why not bring him back? There's going to be someone from the XFL that is used up, worn out, has been that whole thing, and they will get a tryout on some team. And a guy like Josh Gordon, who people still believe is the Josh Gordon from his Cleveland Brown days, that's what they think. You know, but he isn't. But real quick, no, he's one, not more, the same player, one more. One more. If you watch any of the combine, uh, I've watched running backs yesterday. I just found myself bored watching these running backs. Running I love watching the combine. Oh, Deuce Staley drill, whatever it was. It was they cool. call it the Deuce. Yeah, Staley, Deuce drill? Staley drill. Yeah, yeah. Well, what stood out to me was just. Um, you know, obviously the 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 short shuttle that everyone loves, that everyone like uh, that the the Wes Walkers, the Julian Edelman's that thrive in. Yep. So um, the fastest short shuttles of the entire combine. Here are the top three and their weights and uh, and height. One hundred ninety six pounds, six one one hundred ninety six pounds, six three one hundred ninety eight pounds, uh, six seven. 
264 pounds. One of these things does not belong these tackles? here. No, no, no. He's <laughs> a tight end. His name is Darnell Washington. He's a freak. Played at Georgia. Uh, that was the fastest short yardage uh, shuttle by a player weighing weighing at least uh, 260 pounds in eight years. Man, there are so many good tight ends in this draft. It's remarkable. Well, I was There's... looking at the. Uh... Like I said, just it became running back. So I was kind of happy it was like a skill position. It wasn't like I was watching linemen go at it. But like they're enormous. And it's like the fastest group of running backs in the draft that they've seen. Guys are running 4-3. They are tanks. It is it is amazing. They're, and, and they're all catch the ball well, too. There is a tight end from Old Dominion. He's like 6'7", 260. He ran a 4-5. Jesus. When I we pulled up my old uh my old draft like <laughs> sheet, I was 6'4", 238. 6'4", 238 is now like a, a small wide receiver. It's a, small, it's a slot receiver. You're not even putting your hand on the dirt. Oh, man. Are, 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 are you done? Are you done? I am done. Lou Merloni, you are done. The done. boys in the back, they are done. But tomorrow we are not done. Good. We are live from the Auerbach Center starting at 10 o'clock. Shooting starts at 11.15. We're giving away Bose headphones, too. Every single show is going to be giving Bose headphones away, so make sure you tune in the entire show. That all starts tomorrow for Gresh and I at 10 a.m., Excellent job by you guys. I know I asked a lot for you guys, so I appreciate all your help. Lou, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk to you on again. Friday. We'll have to do we'll talk to you on Friday. Friday. Every single Friday, I will talk to okay, you Okay, brought to you by somebody. Yep. <laughs> That's the show. <laughs> uh, Mego, uh, Arcand, and Jones is next. Are you done? Are, are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Are you done? You done, right? You done, right? Are you done? Are you done? Okay, okay. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.